0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Yes, it's This Week in Bitcoin, not in Libra. Today is the first day of summer, at least in the northern hemisphere, June 21st. 2019. Strong hand, be a unique beast. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. We're going to talk about that today because there's some people I know, there's something going on in the fiat world right about now, some big round number. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. That's my number. That's my stable coin. Okay. Talking about stable coins, but we will talk about them. Your home for Bitcoin insider information. No fancy sets or graphics, just freezers. Okay, we've got quite a panel here today from all over these beautiful United States of America. We got David Bennett, we got Christian, and we've got Bitcoin Tina. Now, there was a lot of new news this week concerning something called Libra. This coin by Facebook. It was huge news, so we cannot ignore it. And perhaps you haven't heard these guys' take on Libra yet, and these guys are pretty freaking awesome. And I know a lot of you love to see and, and hear, or well, see on Twitter, Bitcoin Tina go wild upon uh, non-Bitcoin uh, subject matters, and he did go, he, he went wild on the uh, on the Libra coin. So let let's hear it in words, Bitcoin Tina. What is your take on Libra? Uh, I have a very. Can you hear me? Yes, of course. Good.
1: I have a very simple take. I understand there are all sorts of extraneous issues with a coin that's going to track everyone, that's going to do with money, everything that Facebook is doing now without money. And so it's going to make all of that worse. But that aside, from my perspective, Libra is wonderful from a Bitcoin perspective. And why is that? because Libra is going to do a few things. Most people, when they look at Bitcoin, like I told a woman about this earlier this week, very smart woman, very sophisticated financially, has a very high-end finance job, deals with real estate finance, very, very smart lady, and telling her you have to own Bitcoin. Oh, that monopoly money? that it's not Monopoly money. And I sent her a bunch of stuff. And you know the problem with sending people stuff on Bitcoin. You know, you send them like 400 YouTube's articles, podcasts, and they're like, oh my God, what is this? So <laughs> it's you're inundated with stuff. And even then, you barely understand it. Libra is going to make the idea of quote-unquote cryptocurrency respectable because all these people use Facebook and that may be crazy but there is some aspect of, of normalcy imagine what it was like when people first started flying there were lots of people who were afraid to get in planes there's still people afraid to get in planes uh driving cars so that getting things to be normalized from people's perspective is a really huge deal one cannot underestimate and minimize how important this is. Further, the coin is going to be accepted on exchanges. This is almost a certainty because it becomes much less useful. You know, if you start, if you create something and say, well, you can't spend it here, you can't spend it there. I mean, no, we, we we know we can't spend it on drugs. I actually never did drugs, but you know, you can't spend it on you know things that are illegal. You probably can't buy it at your local porn site. Uh, you know, you can't you can't spend it on these things, but. You're not going to say you can't, I mean, you could in theory, so you're not going to spend it on a crypto exchange. But once you start doing that, we do have uh, in the financial system choke points. So, you know, they, they, they could use choke points. You might not be able to buy um, all kinds of things with it, although that starts to make it a lot less useful. And I see Libra as being a Silicon Valley attack on the banking system because it's going to take a lot of payments and transactions away from banks and give them to uh, this large organization, which is then gonna take that information and track it. So that's a huge advantage because a lot of people are going to consider Bitcoin. And I make the argument that everybody loves money. And I also argue that the primary reason that people buy Bitcoin is all related to price appreciation most people coming into bitcoin do not worry about all the things that we know bitcoin can do they don't care they want to make money most people are fiat maximalists and they start that way and that's okay it takes time to learn to become a bitcoin maximalist nobody's born being a bitcoin maximalist so they uh they're gonna come into it and this is gonna give them an on-ramp and on-ramps are critical we saw in 2017 how probably the lack of on-ramps i mean i remember i i started buying in late 2017, like September-ish, October-ish. It was a whole big pain in the neck to um, sign up for all these different exchanges. You had to submit a picture of yourself with your ID. And and, and it was just this really long, slow process, on-ramps for a pain. And nowadays we have on-ramps like Square Cash. You'll ultimately have on-ramps like Libra. Just the more and more on-ramps, the easier it is to buy Bitcoin. And this is a really big and a really important deal. So I see this as a huge positive. So that's one. Second is Libra by its structure is like Bitcoin going to be a tax event when you buy it and spend it. You're going to have a basis. It's going to have at least, it's going to have more than just the US dollar in it. We can assume that it probably has at a minimum the dollar, the euro and the yen. Let's forget about anything else. Well, that means it's going to fluctuate. That means it's going to be a taxable event to start spending anything any amounts over some de minimis amounts. So that becomes a problem too. So Facebook, I'm sure, and the other organizations will lobby to ask for laws which make it spendable. Those laws are gonna affect all cryptocurrencies. I doubt very much they're gonna say, well, this, this one's really special. <laughs> We're not gonna permit the others. They're not gonna write laws like that. That seems not reasonable to me. It's just not how the world tends to work. So that's a really good thing. So they're going to help. I, I, I see it that there are a lot of things that are, make the battles for Bitcoin much easier to fight because you've got this big organization with tons of money that's going to go battle them. Now people say, well, Facebook isn't well-liked or there are problems with it. And there are tons of problems with it, and I don't disagree with that. But it, it makes it easier for people to buy Bitcoin, and to me, that's a really big deal. So
0: I'm okay with it. Yeah, that I, I love that summary. You went through all the crypto noise. You got rid of the noise. You you boiled it down there. It's a wonderful thing. I think it's I think it's wonderful. I mean, I I know not to mess around with it. If people, if it gets people on board, that is great. Um, I I. I let them do what they're going to do over there. It doesn't affect me very much. Christian, you're in the belly of the beast, though. You're you're located right near Facebook. What's, what's your take on this?
2: All the
3: Libra, like, Twitter action going on at the beginning of the week was just, like, so annoying that I actually had to mute Libra on Twitter.
0: <laughs> That's crypto noise there, baby. I don't blame you. There was so much. It
3: was, it was just too much. It was yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, but i I tend to agree with Tina on this. Uh, I tend to think that almost everything in terms of like altcoins and stuff like that is ultimately good for Bitcoin. So uh, I guess the only thing I could really add here is everything that Tina said was assuming that Libra actually succeeds, and I definitely don't think that that's a given. There's people like tweeting things like, this is the greatest achievement ever. Like, it seems a lot like the ICOs where they make an announcement and then everyone thinks it's going to take over the world. Like, I just don't think that that happens very easily. And granted, of course, Facebook and all these other companies are definitely in a position to do something incredible in terms of distribution. Uh, I think it remains to be proven if they can bootstrap, you know, any sort of like monetary desire or need for the Libra token and standard and whatever it is. So uh, I'm, I'm watching, it's gonna be interesting.
0: You, you've got a great point. They can mess this up, it's not guaranteed at all. I mean, that, that's a, because you're right, there are a lot of people like, this is the greatest thing since sliced cheese, basically uh, type tweets, but uh, no, it's, it's, not, it's not even real yet. It's, it's all theoretical, let's see it. Um, big corporations can mess things up, big corporations do a good job. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of potential, obviously, a lot of potential that people are
2: excited about. Uh, David Bennett,
0: your, your take.
2: Well, I kind of lost my lost my wagon when all that news started coming up, but I didn't lose it so bad that I muted Libra because I was going to need to figure out what you know exactly what was going on. But it's not like it's not like this was a surprise. We there had been talks about this stuff going on for what months, or did they? Was there like rumblings like almost a year ago? I think. In in either event, it's not like this was a surprise. But what did surprise me was the reaction, especially. Like, you know, the, I just saw a bunch of fawning. I mean, just absolute outright fawning. And some of them were from like what I would consider OG Bitcoiners. And I was like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand the sentiment. There should be a lot more vitriol going on here because we, it's not like we, we, actually think that the great guts and feathers of the Bitcoin community think Facebook is anything but damned evil, right? So, I couldn't understand it and I couldn't wrap wrap my head around the fervor here. And the more that I looked at it, the more I started kind of running along the lines of what uh, Christian and Bitcoin Tina are saying. I'm not convinced at all that it's going to work but i'm also not convinced at all that if it does work that it's going to swing in our favor and it's not that i think it won't it's that that possibility by itself just kind of gives me the willies and i don't think it's going you know i don't even think necessarily that it competes directly with bitcoin you know tina was talking about you know competing with banks but i think it would be more competing with the retail sector of banks and not as much central banks. And I would much rather see something hurt central banks than retail banks. And what I mean by retail bank is the guy that the guy that gives me a home loan. I'm not going up to the discount window at the Fed and doing that. I'm getting that from a guy that's down the block, right? Um, I don't have as much problems with the small, tiny, you know, like either federal credit unions or branch banks or anything like that. My problems come in as we get into like sizes like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, central banks, European Central Bank, Japanese Central Bank, that kind of stuff. And this particular advent kind of seems to want to play nice with central banks and crush retail banking. And I'm not sure what the landscape of the aftermath of that looks like. So oh, that's sort. Of, so I'm I'm sitting in this interstitial space where I can see what you know the the uh, what the my co guests are saying. It's just well, I mean I, I see it, and I hope it does that. I really do. I mean it's like the altcoin thing needs to go away. ICOs. I've just been dealing with that stuff for for so long. It's just become so annoying. And and I saw another one the other day where somebody. Uh, can't even remember the name of the coin, but they it went on auction. It was either yesterday or the day before. Um, no, I think it was on Tuesday because I covered it on the Wednesday. My Wednesday pod is that they got a twenty four billion dollar valuation on by selling this brand new ICO, and I'm like that it's the stupid hasn't left yet, and there's a lot of it, and it's that amount of stupid combined with a form of central bank corporate coin, that that's what gives me the willies. So there's that. that's where I'm at on it.
0: Now, Christian wanted to respond here. What do you got to say, Christian?
2: So two things. I think
0: maybe one reason people were
3: fawning is just because like, think about how far Bitcoin has come and how much Bitcoin has really already changed the world. I think people are just really impressed by that. The fact that, all of these companies and facebook are like creating this like you know thing in Bitcoin to image you know that's really what it is so uh, i mean i think that's bitcoin has already changed the world a tremendous amount and it's going to continue to um yeah i mean that's that's mostly my point
2: yeah i don't disagree with that at all um i'm just like a consummate skeptic but i don't know i mean it's just i think you're right i I really do it's just that man i've had so many times where i thought something was right and just turned around and it was not right (laughs) so i I guess what it is is like i just don't you know i just don't want to you know oh ring karma's doorbell I don't want karma to answer.
0: <laughs> You're saying that the, the stupid, uh, there's a lot of stupid in the space, quote unquote. I mean, that, that's just the way of the, the free market. People could do what they want to do. If they're still, mm-hmm. if they're interested in buying what is now initial exchange offerings, then they're falling for it again. Yes. Uh, I, I, would you feel more, there, there are other fang companies out there, Facebook, Apple, uh, whatever all of them are, right? Google, Netflix. What's, what's the other A, Apple? Amazon. Wait, Amazon. How could I forget that? What I think, I think a lot of people are saying. uh one of them will will do the same thing as Facebook. I mean, what will you feel like then? What will it be like then? I think it it I think it it'll, I think it'll, it'll be Christians point that Bitcoin has come so far that the biggest corporations on earth are trying to mimic it in in a, in a centralized fashion.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the part that I actually do feel kind of good about. But like I said, I just skeptical but uh skeptical
1: skeptical skeptical of what
2: i'm just a consummate skeptic that we, that we may be wrong and like to keep on guard for like any indications that this thing may be going in a direction that
1: maybe we maybe, maybe wrong maybe wrong about what i don't understand what you're saying we're wrong about
2: that it will onboard more people to bitcoin and not just be a like sort of like a a sink for people to stay in, you know, that relative coin. And I I think it was you that actually- So why do do people buy Bitcoin? uh, In my opinion, it's store of value. What does that mean? I don't like losing my value. And ever since I've been in Bitcoin, I have actually never lost any value. To me, it's for 10 years, for the five or six years that I've been in, it's been the absolute safest thing that I've seen. Right now and it, now, it also right gains, now. but it also right has now, t- this tendency to It's not store of value
1: right now. It's, it's a speculative asset right now. It's not store of value right now. And it, it is an asset which has had remarkable return. People buy Bitcoin because it goes up. That's probably, I think, north of 99% of the reason most people buy it.
2: I, I can't I wouldn't dispute that but the reason I buy it is store of value it also has a tendency to go up but now when I'm dollar cost averaging in I'm like sitting here going I'm pretty sure that that fifty bucks that I that I uh, DCA'd is going to remain at least fifty bucks but it will probably rise so i sort of like have two reasons to do it store of value and the fact that it has this tendency to continuously go up. But it doesn't, have, it doesn't have, but it doesn't really have store value properties yet because it's
1: not it's not operating where it's the one and only money in the world um, which is where all glo- the value of all global production goes into Bitcoin and it maintains the value, which is different from Fiat. It currently is and will be for a while uh, a speculative asset which trades very aggressively and because it is a fixed supply will tend to go up as demand increases and, and, and I argue again because of technology and the nature of Bitcoin's technologies and exponential technology that that drives demand and that drive of demand with a fixed supply tends to tends to make things like a tube of toothpaste with the top closed and a pin and an elephant stepping on it and I mean, it could go squish but it it that it, it just sends it just sends that thing very far and and it tends to people buy it because it goes up and it goes up very aggressively and I suspect that even you if you're actually being honest with yourself don't really buy it for a store of value you really buy it because you want to make a lot of money with it and and I think you're you may not be totally honest with yourself when you say that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making money. I think I think the fact that, I think Satoshi intended it, intended that it be something that goes up because if Bitcoin were at a dollar, none of us would be sitting here talking about it right now and none of us would own it right now.
0: I'm gonna bring up one, one thing you said, Tina, uh, well, you were wondering about David's uh, trepidation about the whole situation. And David, is it that you f- are worried that all these people are going to onboard into Facebook Coin, into Libra, and are just going to stick there, and then it's going to somehow surpass Bitcoin. That it might be some nightmare type of situation for Bitcoin. No, is that your?
2: No, not a, not a nightmare. Uh, like just kind of like a a retard, like a potential retardation. Okay, and and I mean that not in in a derogatory, I, I, derogatory. Yeah, I understand. I, like I, just I, yeah, like a, a slowing thing, and. a... And there's a lot of there's a a particular sentiment that I agree with uh, about like all they have to do is sit there and look at a chart of uh, Bitcoin versus their Facebook coin, and all of a sudden they start thinking, yeah, we may have to go ahead and trade this in for Bitcoin. So from that standpoint, like I am coming around, I'm just doing it slowly.
1: Well, Um, here, but but hold hold on a second, but but David, here's to me. This is actually a really really big deal because. Buying Bitcoin, I've been trading stocks for a really long time. I mean, I'm in my late 50s. I've been buying stocks since I'm out of college. I've been buying stocks a really, really long time. And I've opened up a lot of brokerage accounts over the years. It's hard buying Bitcoin. I mean, it's really hard. It's a difficult process. There's nothing easy about it. This This is not a trivial gating factor there's a lot you have to do there's nothing easy about bitcoin and when you make something much easier to do many more people will do it and they're going to be persuaded into trying it because it may be the thing to do and it's fun and it's popular and people are driven by that but after they own it you kind of look around and friend of theirs says oh i bought i bought a little bit of that bitcoin (laughs) God damn it, I spent, I spent $100,000. You know, I bought myself $1,000 worth. It was expensive, but it's at a million dollars now. So, you know, I made 10 times my money. It, 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 it's, and whatever the numbers are, they're going to be people that are going to buy some, and they're going to be thrilled that they're making money in it. They're going to want to copy their friends. I traded stocks in the 90s. And it was a wild, wild, wild scene. I underestimated it. There is nothing like, there's a guy, Richard Russell, who passed away a number of years ago. He wrote something called the Dow Theory Letters and he used to write, there's no fever like gold fever. And people would go crazy for gold, making money in gold. Gold drove people crazy. Bitcoin is that exponentially. And I continue to say, in the coming bull market that we are in, in the next several years, there will be many people who lose their minds. There will be CEOs that lose their minds, there will be bank presidents, CEOs, and chairman of the board, and all sorts of, it may be Facebook that loses its mind versus Bitcoin. There may be a lot of people who lose their minds when they understand what they are dealing with at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a very special thing. It has some really amazing properties that people simply don't understand. and. It's a very powerful force, and I get your skepticism, but I am not afraid of it. I totally embrace it. I think it's a wonderful thing because making that gating factor easier without having to jump through hoops, and they're going to make it easy. I mean, that's what they're going to do, face facts. Now, the risk is that it doesn't happen because Maxine Waters, the chairman of the Financial Services Committee (laughs) in in Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives, is going to drag Facebook's uh drag them in front of her committee and say, what are you guys doing? So I guarantee you that Representative Waters got, or Chairman Waters, got an awful lot of uh, complaints from many banks, or Chairwoman Waters. I don't know what the right phrase is. But uh, she got a lot of complaints from a lot of financial institutions um, who said, what is this thing? <laughs> what is this thing? And I'm sure she's. You know, there there are issues, there are banking issues uh, that people are worried about. If you're tracking the equivalent of social credit scores now with money, and there have been a long history in the United States of things like redlining, which people may or may not know about, uh, all kinds of uses of the financial system to make purchases of assets more difficult. She's actually not wrong to be concerned about that. Chairman, Chairwoman Waters is right to be concerned. I mean, what if people have a hard time? Now, this is not a credit thing. It's not credit granting, but these are issues that the House and the Senate are gonna be rightly concerned about. So there is a possibility from that perspective, regulatory perspective, from a political perspective, that the process is halted or slowed down. But you have a lot of companies that are involved in this thing with a very, very, very big money. So I'm not really concerned that that's really going to be much of an issue. I forget how many companies there are, but you're talking about an awful lot of, uh, an awful lot of lobbying power and 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 influence. So this is going to be a done deal. The odds of this happening, of this not happening, are pretty low. I'd bet on it happening. I would not bet against it.
0: I want to remind everyone to pound that like button and check out the link section. First of all, because all these guys are listed below. You got to follow them on Twitter and see what they've been talking about, what events they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, follow me on Twitter at T E C H B A L T. I want to wrap up this topic with uh, I, I got a, I got a question for Christian. Um, because you are in San Francisco. You're in the you're in the area over over there. Is there is there a different feel about this? Uh, are, are people really talking about it? Um uh, Unique uh, in the belly of the beast take on this.
3: So I think it's kind of hard for me to say that accurately because I'm very much in a, a Bitcoin bubble. Um, but my girlfriend, she's, you know normal tech person. and from what she was telling me last night, like it definitely was something that people were talking about in her office. Um, and people talk about Bitcoin in her office too, and other cryptocurrencies. So, uh, I mean, people who are paying attention to things are paying attention to this for sure. Uh, but in the Bitcoin bubble, as you guys know, everyone was talking about this, so we're definitely paying attention.
0: All right, all right, good. I, I just wanted to get that uh, here. What's going on out Alta? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm out west now, up up north of uh, up in the up in the valley, up in Silicon Valley and San Francisco. Okay, that's we've talked about Libra. Uh, I think everyone gets it, gets the uh, feel of that, and we, we shall see what happens if it actually does really happen. Now, I did want to share a tweet by uh, Bitstein. He says, Bitcoin sneaks up on people who think they can time the market. I, I, I like that because uh, there are a lot of people these last uh, four months or so who thought they could time everything, and uh, as this show goes on the air... You know I don't like to talk about fiat price, but I'm gonna just tell everyone it's getting close to this big round number, and soon in all the titles of all the videos there's gonna be all this clickbait about that that about that big round number. And uh, yeah, who who would have guessed that it, it? If you try to guess, if you try to time it, you're gonna you're gonna get red. So it's for me it's just another reminder. If it does get that big round number in the next uh, thirty minutes, which would be hilarious, um, yeah, to just value your wealth in Bitcoin, try to get more Bitcoin. You you never know if it's going to hit that big round number, or if it's going to go down to three thousand dollars all of a sudden. Just uh, I, I I I wanted, to, you know, we couldn't have a show where uh, the the fiat price uh, wasn't slightly mentioned there. Uh, anyone. Anyone have thoughts on that before you know timing the market and all the the chart? Uh, Tina, any 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 thoughts on charts, <laughs> chartists, and and people who uh, clearly must have predicted that on this yeah. first day of summer that it would hit uh, a big round number? <laughs> I, I I did not think it would be at ninety nine
1: hundred dollars in uh, in June back in January. I was on your show then, wasn't I?
0: Yeah, when I was in Israel, yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, I I did not think we. I'm so happy <laughs> we're at ninety nine hundred dollars, but I didn't think we'd be at ninety nine hundred dollars. I mean, I was thinking to myself, well, where could this be at the end of this year? Well, you got the having, and okay, where's it going to be then? And maybe, and I was thinking, okay, maybe it can be at twenty thousand come the end of twenty twenty. And I'll be honest, at this point, I'm thinking. You could be at some pretty
0: shockingly high numbers come to having. Like, well, no, it, but- my, my thing for you is, is since you've been in markets for many, many years, oh. um, as you alluded to, and you've seen many people try to make – you've seen technical analysis of all sorts of different financial products. Uh, what, what's your take on the uh, – people who were just addicted to these charts all along and now are are like still waiting for it to go down to 2,000 to buy back in again. I've seen a comment on these type of things. Okay.
1: A few things. I've made a lot of mistakes myself over the years, and and I remember some trading back in the 90s as an example, and I'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about trading for a second. What I think most traders don't understand, particularly young traders, was having a conversation with a guy the other day about this who... I don't know him personally he claims he's very successful I believe he wouldn't lie to me he why would he lie that he's very successful so let's assume he's very successful and and I said to him I have the view that what makes a trader a really really good trader is not their ability to read charts makes a trader a really good trader is the ability for them to manage money manage their money manage their risk so It's understanding when to put a position on, when to take a position off, how aggressive to be in the position. This is what it takes to be successful. Stanley Druckenmiller, who Druckenmiller is one of the most successful investors ever, who worked for a man by the name of George Soros for many years, said that, he was quoting George Soros, I believe, I forget the statistics that Soros said about his wins versus his losses, but he said what made him good and successful was when he was right, he piled on the size. And when he was wrong, he got out. And that's a very hard thing for people to do. It's a really, really, really hard thing for people to do. And that's really the trick to making big money. And... That's what makes him a very, very, very rich man. A lot of people think when they go into investing and trading that they're gonna be Warren Buffett or they're gonna be Paul Tudor Jones, who's from, you know, who made a fortune in the crash in 87 and made billions of dollars, or they're gonna be Stanley Druckenmiller, or they're gonna be George Soros, or they're gonna be whoever. And the fact of the matter is, those few people are few and far between. And from a trading perspective, you never read about the guys who started with you know a hundred thousand dollars and turned it into a thousand dollars. And you never hear about the uh, the people who lose because people only talk about success. There's a huge success bias. You so you think oh this is easy. There's nothing easy about trading. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. And investing is hard, too. Investing in the stock market has had the benefit that you have had uh, a rising market for many, many years. A lot of this, I think, is contributed to by Fed policy, but that's a separate issue, separate discussion. Uh, you can go back prior to these very aggressive policies. You did have rising markets uh, over long, long time horizons, punctuated by periods of flattish or you know, range-bound markets. and and uh, downturns. But as an investor in stocks, if you do your work, if you understand how to evaluate a business, you can buy things at good prices and they can appreciate over time if you are not to balance your portfolio. Investing and trading are not the same thing. So I think that there are people out there who make a living off of selling trading services. I too have bought some of these types of things in stocks over the years. I subscribed to various things Thinking that they were going to help me and be a panacea. And they're not. You know, learning how to invest, learning how to trade is very, very hard. And just because it's relatively easy to do doesn't mean you can't get very hurt doing it. And most people will get very hurt doing it. You need to, I would suggest, learn as much about things as you can. Bitcoin's even harder than most things because Bitcoin. Bitcoin's actually really interesting. You never had, in stocks, you never had something like a Bitcoin community where you've got people who are willing to take their time and actually teach you, if you showed an interest, teach you how to understand this thing, how to look at it, why they thought it was worthwhile, why they thought it was interesting. Many people have a pretty conservative bent in Bitcoin. I may not. Um, And you can learn a lot from them. Most in the in the altcoin space, most of those people have huge marketing dollars. Bitcoin doesn't have marketing dollars. Um, and I think people underestimate how hard this thing is. In trading Bitcoin, you know, there are people who make a good living off of selling their services. And trading is very, very hard. I spoke with a young guy who's following I, I had a discussion with him the other day he's 20 year old and he's following a guy who everybody knows and I'm not going to name him And i said so you know have you are you long bitcoin he says well i sold you know i sold most of it i have a little bit i'm mostly in cash and i can't remember the price was 8000 something I said, uh, oh, so where'd you sell it? Oh, right about here. I don't know if that's true or it's not true where he sold it. And I, I have no idea. There's no way for me to verify this. I said, oh, I I, I would think about, you know, getting long. I said, oh, I'm convinced it's going to go a lot lower. I said, oh, be careful, you know, Could possibly it could. I mean. Markets can do anything. There are lots of reasons. I mean, if the, stocks, if the stock market goes down 40 or 50%, there's a really good chance that Bitcoin's gonna go down a lot too. Um, so I wouldn't argue with that, it could be right. I mean, there are a lot of reasons for stuff to happen. But um, you know, as things are right now, I'm a little dubious of that. I think that it looks like we're in a bull market and I think this market could run quite a while and reach levels that are pretty surprising. Well, let, let me tell you something.
0: A twenty-year-old, a I don't like to hear that story from a twenty-year-old. 20 year old should just be treating it as a savings mechanism. Just use it as a savings account. Um, that's that's unfortunate. And to, to avoid all these trading nightmare, it is hard. Ninety percent of the traders lose. That's why on this channel, if you're new here, uh-uh, the Meister is not about trading anything. Buy and hold, strong hand, never let go of that stuff. But again, we've got there's a lot of temptation, especially when we hit these round numbers. All sorts of newbies are going to be coming in. But I that that a 20 year old is is playing around. Yeah, that's it, he should just it, take the the easy thing for a 20 year old to do is just you know stack sats as they say. Just keep on uh, keep on selling, and you know when you're 40 years old, you'll be in uh you'll be in great shape. All right, uh, other panel members, do you have any? Again, I don't like getting into too much fiat stuff here. Any any uh, opinions on on what's going on? Things that Bitcoin Tina just said, uh, Christian. Number go up. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, how about you, David?
2: There, there is always a, a question in my mind. I don't trade um, because I I I don't think I would be good at it. I would leave that to professionals, people who know know about this kind of stuff. I have a chart in front of me. I, I have trading view up so I can look at it, but I don't, I don't trade this stuff. Now that said, one of the things that I wonder every since I've been looking at charts, just looking, I'm not drawing lines or tridents or whatever. But one of the thing, one of the questions that I've come to really ask myself is, as I look at this chart and it doesn't matter if it's a Bitcoin chart or an apple chart or anything, I always used to think a chart was telling me something other than what I think it might be telling me now. So my question now is like, when I look at these things, exactly what am I looking at? And one of the components that I think I might be looking at is hive mind or mass psychology at work. And Tina, I'd like to actually get your opinion on whether or not that's just straight up wrong or if there's something to that. Cause like I said, back in the day, I used to think charts were telling me something different, like something more fundamental, something less emotional, something more credible. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Sort of,
1: not really. But I have, but I have a story. That, I have a story that relates to this. I think you'll find interesting. I was listening to a guy named Ben Hunt, and I forget his Twitter handle, like Epsilon Theory or something. He told this really interesting story. He told a story that he, I think, he was a quant, Ben Hunt. I'm not positive, positive. and he was telling a story that a very rich investor, investor slash trader, came to him, I think in the 90s, could have been a little later than that. And he wanted him to help him figure out some computer algorithms and programs to do the following. They, his, The, the investor had the idea that he actually wanted to fulfill the pattern and then trade against it. So if a pattern was, let's say an ascending triangle, fulfill that pattern of an ascending triangle, cause the thing to break out, and then to slam the stock on the downside very hard to break and get a failed pattern and profit going against fulfilling the pattern and then breaking the pattern. Uh, Because he had the idea that he had a lot of capital to play with and that other people didn't have, and they could actually, you know, in theory, I used to say, if what you expect to happen doesn't happen, there's high information content in that. And that came with either fundamental or technical analysis. So it basically saying, okay, you expect XYZ to happen in the event that this pattern you know, trades out. A head and shoulders should break down. If it doesn't break down, it breaks up. There's information in that. If an ascending triangle doesn't go up and goes down, there's information in that. And this guy was a very sophisticated guy who said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fool everybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the market on tilt. You know what tilt is? In, in gambling
2: well i remember from pinball
1: pinball yeah. yeah no no but when you on tilt you know it's basically sort of the same thing you know you you get people just go and do the wrong thing you know you get them all going and they're going one way then all of a sudden everything goes the other way and there's totally sides. you know in in, in gambling you, you know you, that's how people really lose big and um i found that really interesting so maybe that answers what you're what you're saying Markets are very, very, very hard and trying to understand. One guy put it this way, if if you don't know who you are, when you go in to start investing and trading, you're going to find out pretty quickly, but it's can be a very expensive lesson. And it's, we think that it's easier than it is because there's easy access to it. But it's not easy i mean you're going in and you're getting in the ring with a prize fighter you're getting in the ring with the best martial mixed martial artists you're getting in there in the ring with the, the heavyweight champion of the world or the lightweight you know you're getting in the ring with really good people smart people much smarter than you people who know much more than you do if you don't understand that you're you know that you're fish food <laughs> you know, if you're, you're, you're the lowest, you're the lowest sea life there is. You're, I'm, you know, I'm plankton, I'm nothing. So you have to understand what you are, what you know. I mean, news happens, I'm not gonna, I'm going to be the last to know, not the first to know. So trading on that is very hard. So you need to understand who you are and what you're about. And you need to understand, you know, you're, you know, much less than you think you do you know much less than you think. So for me, in Bitcoin, I spend most of my time trying to run thought experiments. What would things look like? How should things play out? Like Facebook, like, like Coin, I try to make heads or tails out of it. Um, markets may respond differently when the news breaks, but I, I want to understand how it's really going to play itself out. And so that's why I do these thought experiments. That's why I try to think about what makes sense to me and that's what I tweet about because if I can't if I can't tell a story that makes sense to me and is reasonable and rational I don't get it I don't understand it now there's a lot of stuff I don't know or understand I mean there's a lot of technical stuff as far as the uh, technical aspects of Bitcoin where <laughs> forget it I don't know anything about this and I have to rely on other people read what they say we were they're right because my opinion is is less than worthless.
0: You, you bring up a, a, a very good point about if you don't know who you are, you're going to find out real quick if you start trading. And, and I'm going to tie all this together right now. That's why young dude young dudes don't know who they are yet. So they really shouldn't be getting into this type of thing because they're going to find out the hard way. Um, so th- again, if, if you're if you're youthful, if you're watching this right now, it seems glamorous. You only hear the good stories as Bitcoin and Tina said, you don't hear the guy talking about how he turned a hundred thousand dollars into a thousand, or you rarely hear that. And uh yeah, it save, hold, strong hand. That's my that's my take. Uh but there'll be a lot, and yeah, don't buy those uh, courses either. My my lord, just uh the the simplest course, and I give it away for free, is just buy and hold. That's that's the that's the course that I take, and uh, it, for for young people especially, I think uh, when you become a little older, you'll be like, Phew, I'm glad I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing then. I was just the wild uh, Ken, Kenny Rogers gambler or whatever Kenny, whoever." Okay, so so move, moving on, moving moving on from these uh, from Fiat and from Facebook, well, let's get another F topic. Florida, <laughs> a Florida city paid a six hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin ransom to hackers who took over its computers. And it's a massive alarm bell for the rest rest of the U.S. Now, okay, that's a that's a pretty clickbaity title right there. A massive alarm bell for the rest of the U.S. Uh, it says uh, wait, was it, it was Riviera. Ooh, what happened to a uh, any Riviera Beach? Uh, it was Riviera Beach, and uh, they have now approved to to pay them this money, while Baltimore uh, never paid the ransom of seventy six thousand dollars. And it has cost Baltimore City eighteen million dollars. Now I, I bring this up because it was a clickbaity type of title, and they're trying to scare people about uh, uh, bureaucracies being hacked and then you know being extorted for uh, for Bitcoin. But I, I, I see it as a an opportunity uh, because bureaucracies they're not they're not run very well. What they should have done, and I've said this a while, they should have had an insurance fund all along in Bitcoin, just in case something like this happened, so they could just be done with it and you know pay off the hackers and be free, and not go the Baltimore route. So uh, the, this Florida city, again, what's the name? Riviera Beach, has gone a, a little bit of a different route. They they weren't proactive. They're just like, okay, we're hacked. We're going to pay the ransom. They're not they're not trying to like stretch it out like Baltimore. So I, I wanted to hear. Uh, I, I sent this article out to you guys. Uh, what do, you, what do you have to say about it, uh, David?
2: I was really surprised that that the price differential between Riviera Beach and Baltimore was, I mean, that's, I mean, almost like six times or more than six times the amount. I figured it would be kind of flipped. But Baltimore is not like a small place.
0: Yeah, but because I think the reason is, is because it's a, a generic Russian hacker somewhere, Eastern Europe. He sends out as many as he can, mm-hmm. and it's over time. So at one point he was demanding 10 Bitcoin, and then at one time he was doing eight. And he just looks oh, okay. They're just giving the wealth, they're saying how much it is in uh, in terms of, of fiat, but it might be the same amount in Bitcoin, in, in fact. That and, makes- and 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 they don't know what cities they're targeting, they're targeting every freaking uh, weak uh, IT environment they can get into. I mean, that, yeah. that that's 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 one of the the difference in prices. But continue, sir.
2: Okay. On, but honestly, I'm at, I'm 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 honestly surprised that this isn't happening like every day, because this from this story, it's saying that an like an employee somewhere in the sheriff's department opened up the the attachment that came with the email. And when you're talking about like employee ranks of the hundreds or thousands or, you know, something like Baltimore has got to be 10,000 and more, the the fact that this doesn't happen every single day is beyond, is kind of beyond my comprehension. Because I used to work at a hospital with Perot Systems. We were their, uh, we were their contractor IT guys, right? And so they didn't have their own IT department, so they just called up, you know, Perot systems and they said, yeah, sure, we'll send out a team. And then they ended up being resident and then I went to go work for them. And one night I got this call from my brother-in-law at the time, or my brother-in-law, who we were both, he was, we were both working there at the time. And he said, look, it's all hands on deck. You got to come down here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, just come down. It turns out that the entire hospital had been infected with one of these things, but there was no ransom attached. There was nothing. It was just malicious and i get the feeling that gone are the days of just malicious attempts and we are now looking square in the face of every single one of these is going to have a ransom attached which kind of can spin us back to facebook coin because if all of a sudden you got a whole bunch of people who are going oh this facebook coin isn't all that bad and then every hacker under the sun compromises their system and they never ask for facebook coin they just ask for bitcoin i wonder if that you know is a possible catalyst
0: Oh, I, I like that. Well, I, I will. You're saying you wonder why this doesn't happen every day. I think it is going to happen every day. I think, I think it's, the, it's, it's, it's a growing problem. It's, it's a growing issue because you know you've got tremendous organizations. It only takes one weak link to open a, uh, an email, and then that, that the organization hasn't updated their system for a while. It, we're going to see more and more of this. So that's I bring it wow. up is that you know these bureaucracies should admit they're inefficient. Or they should get the pay for the best IT possible, but they're not going to do that. So mm-hmm. why not get get an insurance fund? Just buy some Bitcoin now, so later you can you'll deal with this. I, and again, in the past, I had read that you know there there were some organizations that maybe it was a bank, I don't know what it was that that did have stashes of Bitcoin just in case they got they got into a situation like this. So I mean. Again, this doesn't paint a, a pretty picture for Bitcoin for the normies out there. Oh, it's used for extortion. It's used for for hacks. But it is uh, it's something to consider if you're if you're a big organization to you know get get your little fun now so you don't do you don't go the Baltimore route where you try to like refuse, refuse, and refuse, and it costs you like. Uh, 50 times the amount that they wanted originally. And you, and still, I mean, I am from Baltimore. It's, it's still not there. It's still not, things aren't working over there yet. There's been all these workarounds and stuff. I mean, they're, they're still in a very bad situation.
2: Hey, well, Adam, uh, on that note, um, like it just dawns. it kind of dawns or presents itself as a possible business opportunity for a company to do an insurance fund that, businesses can just buy as a, like an insurance policy and the actual business actually holds the keys and say, hey, we got hacked. And then you call your insurance agent and they like two or three multi-sig and all of a sudden you're you're clear to go and they do. It's almost a, like a case for uh, the CASA guys. You're missing the, right.
1: most, you're missing the most important part of the insurance fund. That's not why insurance fund is good.
2: Okay, we'll I, I like
0: this
1: insurance this idea. Why? 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 Yeah, Except, yeah, but that's that's not why, it's that's, not why Bitcoin. It's good. that's not why it's good. It has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Insurance fund is actually a really good idea, but you're not talking about why it's a good idea. Insurance companies, when you insure, take on big insurance. Insurance company before they write up your insurance. So let's say you are a big company and you buy insurance for whatever, for fire. What are they gonna do? They're gonna inspect your facilities. And they're going to say, you have a problem here. 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 Fix it. So insurance fund is actually a great idea because what the insurance company is going to do is when you go try to get that insurance for insuring against hacks like this and malware attacks, insurance companies are going to send people over who know a thing or two. You're going to say, oh, well, this is a big problem. We're not going to insure you because You have a problem here and 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 your people need to be trained with this. And what's going to happen is what's not happening right now is that because cities are so poorly run and operating on shoestrings to a certain extent in some places, they're going to uh, be forced to spend money and time and effort protecting themselves against cyber attacks because the insurance companies won't insure them. So that's why the insurance idea is actually a really good idea.
2: Yeah. Just for the true. audit.
1: Just yeah, just, just, <laughs> just for the audit? Yeah, because that's <laughs> that, that's a, because they're not they're not running their show properly. They're they're running themselves in ways which is absurd.
2: This and is if true. You're
1: gonna, if you're gonna buy yourself insurance to protect yourself, the insurance companies are not just they're not in the business of just paying out ransomware. They're going to want you to improve. (laughs) They want to mitigate their risk. And so in the process of risk mitigation, they're going to send out people to inspect your systems and and say, you need to fix these things because you're very exposed here. And they are clearly very exposed. And so an insurance idea is actually an outstanding one, but not for the reasons you're saying.
0: All right. Uh, I want to hear, Christian, your take on the, uh, the the Florida situation.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I'll add here is it's just really incredible to see what Bitcoin is doing in two different ways. First and foremost, Bitcoin is the currency of choice for these hackers because they trust it the most, because it has a reputation, because of Lindy, because of all the things the maximalists say that it is, you know, the most viable cryptocurrency. Um, so, One, you know, it is money more than any other crypto by far. And then on the flip side, you see that at one point there was very little consequence of having terrible systems. And now because of Bitcoin, there's massive consequences for having terrible systems. Uh, So this is something that Ansel Linder says a lot, and I'm a big Ansel Linder fan. uh, But he says that Bitcoin aligns incentives. Uh, And I definitely think that that is true here and in many other cases. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the addition to Bitcoin is going to make all this stuff better
0: because if you don't fix your stuff, you're going to get screwed. Pound that like button. I like that. Uh, I like that summary of the situation. And yeah, they're not They're not asking for Ethereum. They're asking for uh, the Bitcoin. I wonder why. All right. Uh, but yes, pound that like button, everyone. I wanted to say Robert just sent $12 in the super chat. He said, will there be more crypto dividends during the Bitcoin bull market? Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, because people are going to be trying to create other altcoins. They're going to want to give them out to the, the greatest holders on earth, the strongest hands on earth, the, the Bitcoin holders. So yeah, they'll be they'll they'll come back again. Everybody in China will be making their own crypto dividends soon enough again. Uh, but <laughs> but hey, it's interest for the people who own their Bitcoin. You get you get free coins to these crypto dividends from the, the airdrops and the uh, forks. And you know, you come here, you'll hear all about them. So let's let's talk. We're getting toward the end of the show here. Uh, but I know, uh, Bitcoin Tina, you wanted to bring up India. What did you have to say about India? I'm, I'm, I'm very curious.
1: I, I think that if, if they were to make Bitcoin illegal in India with severe penalties, I believe that what would happen is some people might sell initially. I think you would wind up with an extreme premium on the difference between Indian price and global price, which means that people who... Uh, are willing to engage in criminal activity and take that risk will have an opportunity to make a lot of money by engaging in it, and I think the net effect will be to create a lot of forced hodlers because there are many people who would still want to buy it. They'll buy Bitcoin, and then they won't engage in speculative activity or or trading activity or, or trade activity with their Bitcoin because they will simply uh, they'll simply hodl it to not get swept up in any kind of uh, legal enforcement action by the state so i think that it might make people more interested in bitcoin than they might have been otherwise and i think it won't dissuade people from buying as a result i I really don't believe that and you're going to have people because i believe it'll go to a premium in india you're going to have people who are going to be actively educating people about why they should why they should buy bitcoin because they're going to make a lot of money engaging in that illegal activity so i think it'll be counterproductive and i think what it means is you know if, if india were able to create a forced huddle of 500,000 bitcoin globally where you no know, an, an additional 500,000 bitcoin are not moving and just remaining in cold storage uh, or whatever the number is you're going to take a lot of a lot of bitcoin out of global supply which will tend to make the upward trajectory in prices go ever higher. So I think it becomes counterproductive for uh, for doing this. And countries like India, countries like China, countries like Russia, uh, countries like Venezuela, people understand that you know they engage in black market activity and they recognize they have to when they do. And very often these things... In, in China, you still have a lot of Bitcoin activity. That hasn't really uh, diminished in any significant way there there are lots of people who are very interested in that and i don't think it'll diminish it in india
0: or in russia or or in lots of these places yeah it, I, I like the, it. i like the forced hold theory uh, you know the bigger the country with the i mean i don't like seeing countries make things illegal make bitcoin illegal but if a country uh, a country where it was already popular did it it would force a lot of uh, bitcoin to be held and kept off the market that's a a very good point uh i wanted to say uh, crypto angels sent 4 dollars and20 cents in the uh in the super chat he said over 80 watching hit the like button pound that like button crypto angels down in long beach thanks for the 420 man um all right you 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 guys you, do you have any thoughts on uh what uh, Tina just said i thought i saw someone was about to say something um okay any 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 comments there the, the two of you i'll, yes. I'll say something it's easier
3: for governments to ban fiat than it is for them to ban Bitcoin
0: mm. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a very very good point um, how about you David uh, any any thoughts on on that or uh, I was gonna ask you actually we you David you and I right before the show we talked of the uh, the fatFA just came out and said all global crypto exchanges must now share customer data yeah uh, that they, you know what? They can say what they want to say. There are going to be plenty of exchanges who aren't going to share your. There's all these decentralized ones that aren't, that are popping up that don't share anything. Okay. I'll I'll tell you right that. They'll be well, all. Just, oh, yeah. Continue, please.
2: Jesse Powell comes to mind. You know, Jess uh, Powell from Kraken. Um, Cause he, I can't remember. It was, I guess, I think it was the New York fincen or their, the New York State group out there said, hey, you, all these exchanges in the United States are going to have to give us stuff. And and Jesse Powell said, go fish. And as far as I know, he's like, we're just going to stop serving United, uh, or uh, New York customers. And I can kind of see this kind of like maybe as a fractal. But right now, the FATFA stuff is just guidance. And yes. I think... The only way that that's going to impact is if any of the countries that listen to what these guys say actually turns it into laws. And that's a different story altogether. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know. I I read stuff like this and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's another Bitcoin killer and it doesn't ever kill Bitcoin.
0: Well, and 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 that's the other thing. I think some people just like to talk about it because some people are obsessed with FUD and want to think, oh, this can't be true. Bitcoin can't be. Taken over. Here's the obstacle I've been waiting for all my life. Let me talk. I mean, there's there's literally guys out there on Twitter who gain get so much pleasure in talking about you know government inter proposed government interference. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you want to if you want to live your life like that, worrying about proposed government interference. Be my guest, whatever. You're not in motion. For me, and I, I've seen I have I've heard this like a thousand different ways through the years. This government's gonna do this. This government's gonna, it's the end of the Bitcoin. Oh, it's the biggest conglomeration of governments on earth are gonna say we're gonna do X, Y, and Z. And it never it, it amounts to little. And it and again, it's not, it's not plenty of people will share their information and Bitcoin will still be traded. So There'll be the black market exchanges. There'll be the accepted again if this even happens. So I know there's a lot of you out there who who just are, I don't know are gloomers who love to hear about this kind of thing. But dudes, we've been through this a lot. Um, of course, things are going to get more regulated on in, on certain side sides of things as we progress in time. But it's not killing Bitcoin, and uh, there'll will always be black market, and I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Chris, my opinion. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Tina, Tina, then. Oh, you, can, you can let Christian go first. Uh, but, well, I didn't know if Christian was about to say anything. Now, okay, Tina then. Tina. Okay, I'll give you my opinion.
1: It's all about the size of Bitcoin. The most important thing right now is that Bitcoin be built to handle state attacks, but size is everything. So the bigger Bitcoin gets in overall size and market cap, the harder it is to constrain and control. So at some size, I don't know what that size is, $10 trillion market cap, $20 trillion market cap, $5 trillion market cap. Think of a riot with 10,000 people versus a riot with a million people. How do you arrest a million people? How do you stop something where effectively you can have an internal economy where people can basically satisfy most of their needs with Bitcoin and you'd start to develop a circular economy. They don't really have to go outside of that economy. It becomes very difficult for states to enforce that because there will be players who say they thumb their nose at it. And again, if you have a million people rioting, 10 million people rioting, it's pretty hard to arrest 10 million people. You don't have enough people to do that and it becomes it becomes a very hard battle for, for states to deal with this and it's all about size.
2: Well I think it actually gets worse and I like the, the riot analogy because you're, you're absolutely correct clearly trying to arrest a million people or even trying to contain a million people that are all in one geographic location is difficult enough but when my vi- when my act of violence against the state, as a rioter consists of me drinking a cup of tea in front of my computer in the panhandle of Texas, and I am one of hundreds of millions doing the rioting, I think that makes it even worse.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So there, there's your take on all you uh, regulation people out there. Uh, Guy Bennett says, send 10 bucks, and he says, thank you, Guy, and thank you, everyone who's contributed. A final thought on Libra. Facebook can keep your Libra if they don't like what you post. Yeah they can never confiscate your Bitcoin exactly
2: mm-hmm. and
0: some people will learn that the hard way and some people won't even care because they'll be like oh I'm able to buy a big screen TV when I'm on Facebook and so let them you know, let, 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 let them have the convenience uh, some people will prefer convenience over uh, freedom and that's just that's just the way of the world um, okay we, we, we've reached uh, the the end of the show here I think um, but I do want other I want the guys to bring up uh, subjects that, that were not brought up. Um, I'll start. I'll start with Christian. First of all, Christian, you got to talk about the event up there that's coming up. I know you're part of the event, um, and uh, but a- any other subject matters too. So the floor is yours.
3: Yeah. So thank you, Adam, for having me on the show. Always a pleasure to be on. Uh, one of my favorite panels to jo- to join on, and fantastic group. So thanks a lot. Um, Bitcoin 2019 next week in San Francisco. I work for Bitcoin Magazine, and we are the company behind the event. Uh, I've been putting a ton of work in and are really honored. We're going to have over 1,500 Bitcoiners there, hopefully getting to 200. I'm sorry, 2,000. So uh, I'm at CK underscore Snarks. If you want a discounted ticket, very nice price, send me a DM. But we're trying to get as many Bitcoiners there. It's going to be an absolute rager. Um, There's going to be two after parties uh, af- uh, after day one, two after parties um, after day two. There's a bunch of meetups happening. Just gonna be a lot of festivity and, uh, you know, this is definitely gonna be an epicenter of activity. So, very excited. Uh, try to be there if you can, it's gonna be great.
0: All right, now, all these dudes are linked to below, so you'll easily be able to click on his Twitter, send him some DMs, oh, he answers them, trust me. Any other any other news, anything else you wanted to share? Any Anything that you got left off the show?
3: Loving the price, great show. Let's stop talking about Libra and folks about
0: Bitcoin. Yeah, man. You you did the thing earlier this week when you blocked out all the Libra noise. I I I like that. <laughs> I like it. it. It it truly was crypto noise. But again, if you look even here in the chat, people are talking. I mean, it's a huge, huge story when a huge a huge corporation honors Bitcoin in this way by trying to make their own Bitcoin. We all know that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. And uh, sure, Amazon will probably have their own Bitcoin soon enough too, and that, that'll be great too. It'll wake up all, all, all the normies. All right, uh, Mr. Bennett, your yes, your, your conclusionary thoughts. Thank you. And thank you, Christian, for being on. Thank you, everyone for being on.
2: I'm gonna echo Christian. This is like, I'm I'm now officially a two-timer on your show. So this is the <laughs> second time that I got to come back or this is the first time I got to come back and I really appreciate it. This is always, you know, it was fun the first time and it's just as fun this time. But I do want to end, you know, what I'm saying is that I just saw this. Now, this was six hours ago, but I just saw it, I don't know, right before the show. Bloomberg Asia's tweet, uh, ECB President Mario Draghi wins a standing ovation from EU leaders as he calls for additional monetary stimulus.
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, I am thinking like, okay, you know, okay. It's like nobody's learned their lesson and we're, you know, we're 10 years out. It's get it's 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 cyclical. They don't they'll keep on printing it and let them
0: let them, let them. this is and and now Bitcoin is many more people will understand, okay, I can get out of this system now. they're giving me a bunch of free money. Let me use their free money to to buy the real thing. So I think it'll be even more noticeable this time around, uh, well, it, w- once they've really start to get the inflation go the money printing going and by the Fed, by uh, the ECB, by everybody, um, I think it'll really. Uh, and again, you see the, the well, the price of Bitcoin is going up. The price of gold is even going up and stuff. So there are people already uh, acting out on, uh, on on this news. So yeah, this is bad news for savers. If you value your wealth in fiat, um, you better learn to value your wealth in Bitcoin uh, real soon because these uh, these central banks <laughs> they're going they're going to keep on printing. Uh, Tina, I'll let you have the uh, final word here. I just want to say thank you, Adam. Well,
1: thank and you. it was great being on with you you guys. Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, Adam, you are always a pleasure. You are a consummate gentleman. And I have to tell you something. There was a, a, a uh, talk show commentator who I used to watch on financial channels. And he was always conducted himself very well. He was extremely respectful. He, I always thought very well of this man and I didn't always agree with him, but I thought very, very well of him. And I, and I have to tell you something. In my opinion, you whether you've intended to or not have kind of modeled yourself on that and I think, I think it's just really excellent. You have a way about you which is very special. You are a gentleman. And you're, you've got a great attitude and demeanor. And I think it, it speaks well of who you are as a man. And I, and I think it, it serves you well in what you do.
0: And I want to thank you.
1: And thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you. I, I am flattered coming from a man with such experience as you. It is, it is a great honor to, to have this compliment son, put my way. Thank you, guys. And thanks for being on this. You guys you bring your A game and i bring the best guests on this in the space to this show and uh, i hope everybody enjoyed the show today it's uh it was it was definitely a blast i hope everyone has a strong hand this weekend no matter what the roller coaster may bring so yeah thank you guests thank you people watching the show that is this week in bitcoin we're here every friday i do a new show every day that's not this week in bitcoin and of course saturday is the beyond bitcoin show so I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, pound that like button, bang that bell button, Shabbat Shalom, and I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Have fun, everyone. Bye-bye.
2: see you.